fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. Obviously, this past Sunday, we had a great day. It's called Father's Day, very important day for our country and our society. I wish all the best to the fathers out there. I hope you guys had a great Father's Day. As many of you know, we have a great and a special guest on our show today, uh, Roy Kloppenstein, County Commissioner in Paulding County and State Representative Candidate in Ohio's 82nd District. Roy, how are you doing today? Good morning, Sam. Uh, doing very well. Just uh, leaving the Putnam County Fair and then eating some homemade ice cream. So if there's a pause in this broadcast, uh, sorry about all your luck, but my luck is just chocolate homemade ice cream, and it's pretty good stuff. Uh, they're not paying me to advertise, but uh, the homemade ice cream, Putnam County Fair, uh, no fat, no sugars, no calories. It's all healthy calcium. So uh, I, I uh, tell people to indulge if you're going there. Awesome. I'll have to make my way over there and get some. Obviously, Paulding County's ice cream was very good, some we had together the other night at the uh, committee meeting. So, Absolutely. I'm sort of an ice cream, ice cream junkie, and I don't know that your uh, show is a show for confessions, but <laughs> I really do like ice cream, and uh, uh, maybe at some future date I'll do a uh, ice cream rating system as I go across the district and and uh, try all the different ice creams and just have to uh, give some endorsements out. No, yeah, it's a, it's a popular thing, ice cream for sure, for sure. Well, Roy, we'll get started here because I know you got a very, very uh, busy schedule. Uh, our first question is just going to be, who is Roy Kloffenstein and why are you running? Well, who am I? I am a Paulding County resident, born and raised there, grew up on the family farm, uh, the youngest of five. Uh, two older brothers, two older sisters, and uh, grew up on the farm, 4-H, uh, FFA, doing the fair thing. And since we're in fair season, uh, a lot of positive things can be learned through 4-H and FFA. Um, grew up on the family farm, fell in love with farming, and uh, am, uh, I guess, considered my full-time job. I'm a full-time farmer, uh, born uh Married in 1982, and uh, Deborah and I have four sons, uh, the youngest now being about 26. So they're they're raised, and now we're on to the grandparent thing, which is uh, just pretty awesome. Two grandsons and uh, a third grandchild on the way. So uh, that's that's sort of my my basic home background. I'm in my third term as as Pauling County Commissioner, and uh, really have enjoyed that. Awesome. It's a little bit of the American dream scenario kind of there. So that's awesome. Uh, why did you declare to run for state rep? Well, it was, it was one of those things that was never a goal to uh, spend time in Columbus in this uh, uh, position. But being a county commissioner, you work with fellow county commissioners, you work with the uh, senators and representatives in Columbus, and there's probably no better training for being a representative than being a county commissioner. And when the seat become open, uh, I was asked, and, and I guess 
after some careful thought and consideration, we decided uh, maybe we could better serve Northwest Ohio. And at this point, the 82nd District, that's been a long time in the making, but uh, we thought we'd, hey, we'll take our experience as a farmer and a businessman and a, a volunteer and a county commissioner and uh, just try to make, make Ohio a better place for, uh, I hate to say it, but I do like to say it, is for the kids and the grandkids. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The future of our, uh, yeah, the future is very important. So another thing absolutely. here we have for you, uh, what are you, what, what is your thoughts on medical freedom and will you work to pass HB, uh, house bill 248? You know, I've, I've read house bill 248 and, uh, I'm, I'm not a medical physician or an expert, but I reached out to those folks and, they said it's a good bill, and uh, now obviously we're nine months or uh, at least six and a half months from being in that position, but uh, House Bill 248, I think, is a good bill. I think it gives some of that freedom and that choice back to the people that should have it and doesn't put it with a bureaucrat in a uh, uh, office in Columbus and, and allows us to make those decisions for not only us, but for our family that we can consult with our doctor and we can consult with those that we uh, trust uh, to take care of our health and uh, we can, we can make that decision. So I, I don't know if that will be passed prior to getting there or in what form, but as it's written today, I think it's a good bill and I would support that. Well, I, uh, I really appreciate you, Roy, for supporting that bill. Representative Gross, uh, I believe from the 57th District down there in the Cincinnati area, uh, Dayton area, I believe. She, uh, she, it was her bill. She introduced the bill, and she was on health committee, one of the only ones that has a health background, and they kind of kicked her off committee. So she definitely needs some warriors down there uh, helping her pass that bill. I did see that you were endorsed by Rodney Creech, Representative Creech. He is also a big supporter of HB 248, so uh, that's important that uh, we have candidates like you talking about HB 248 and trying to get it, you know, pushed through and uh, just allow it to a vote, correct? Yeah, well, in a a discussion and uh, maybe even a discussion out of committee, um, it's something where we work for the people, and I don't think I am equipped to sit in a representative's position and make health care decisions for you and your family. Uh, that's that's better, better suited for you and your position, and uh, that's that's the way I see it today. No. Awesome. So how do you uh, plan on working with a General Assembly that is mainly majority establishment, in, in, my, in my view, uh, Republicans, and also have a difficulty passing reasonably conservative, cons- conservative legislation? You know, one of the things, and you mentioned Representative Creech, uh, a, a fellow farmer, a fellow former commissioner, and, and got to know him on a personal level, and, and now in his second term as a state rep. You know, one of the things we discussed, and this was before I had even decided to run, was, you know, in operating our farm or our own business, you you make the decision for that business. Or in my case, uh, my son and I discussed the decisions and come to a conclusion and move forward. And when you go to the position of a county commissioner, there's three of you, and it's pretty easy or uh, to discuss an issue 
to reach a consensus, and, and in most cases at that level, uh, at least it has been for Paulding County, um, we all work very well together, and we're pretty much on the same page. Not that we don't have opposing views at time, but we're, we're able to work things out. When you go to the House of Representatives, you're one of 99. So you can get nothing done of yourself. You can uh, talk. You can uh, make maybe even a lot of noise. But unless you can build a consensus of 50, um, you're not going to move anything forward. So, you know, part of it is uh, building a relationship. Part of it is knowing uh, who you're working with knowing who you can trust, uh, knowing who has the same views as you, and then work through that vote of 50. Um, you have to realize, and I think most people do when you sit and look at it, you never get everything your way. And, and sometimes compromise can be painful. It can be... Uh, not really what you want, but it might be a step closer to what you want as far as a general direction. So some, sometimes I don't get what I want. I don't get what I want in business. Uh, you know, marriage is a compromise, and, and marriage you work together. Uh, that's the same thing there. So I, I hope to build a, a good coalition. I hope to find those people I can trust and that we can work together uh, for common goals that benefit, I want to say the 82nd district, but I think in many cases you have to look bigger than that. It's the 82nd district, it's our state of Ohio, and Ohio is part of the United States of America. So sometimes you, you almost have to look at the big picture and say, is this good for our country? Yes, I'm there to serve the 82nd district, but um, if, if you take too narrow of a view, um, you may get nothing done, which is not what you're elected to do, and you may be very ineffective. So it, it's all about building the relationship, not only with your constituents and, and education and, and listening, but you got to build that uh, relationship with your fellow uh, representatives and uh Work, work towards the common goals. Works towards what benefits you as a citizen, me as a citizen, our district, and the great state of Ohio. 100%. Yeah. Ohio is uh, an important state. In my opinion, it's the heart of a nation. It leads the nation. And uh, we need to make sure that it's not, you know, being liberal, liberalized or falling to socialist Democrats or globalists. So I respect that answer. Are you concerned you. about the uh, August 2nd election with voter turnout? And if you are, how are you uh, making sure people get out to vote? You know, this, in, I, I believe, is the first time ever that we have had an August 2nd primary for state senators, state representatives, and state central committee. So it's an unprecedented election. And voter turnout is critical. Voter turnout is important in every election, but probably even more so this time around. Uh, we, we have special interest groups. We have districts that uh, I've been told will be down in that 3 or 4% voter turnout range 
and strange things can happen then, uh, unusual. Um, so voter turnout is critical. You know, we want people to be educated when they vote and get out and vote. Um, yes, we, we have to talk about it. Uh, obviously, podcasts like this that, uh, uh, indicate, you know, inform people and educate people. You know, the, the rarity of an August uh, primary is typically in, in my lifetime, it's, it's been for that situation where you have a school levy that has failed or a general operation levy for a county or township that has failed in a previous election or failed to do the paperwork quite correct and didn't make it on the ballot. So uh, it's just an unusual situation. And, you know, every primary is important. Every election is important. We're a, we're a representative democracy, and it's up to us as citizens not only to vote, but to educate ourselves and then vote. And uh, obviously, I, I'm i closer tied to this one because I'm involved in it, but um, all we can do is encourage people educate yourself and, and get out and vote. It's an unusual time with the family vacations and getting things done before going back to school. And um, as you might be aware, uh, uh, I might be the first to break news to you on this, but gasoline is really expensive. So, you know, pe- people have a lot on their plate. They're, they're upset. There's a lot of things upset uh, about, but if you don't get out and vote, um, you're not part of the solution. I believe uh, resident Biden was pretty clear on the gas prices when he was riding his bicycle uh, yesterday or two days ago, whenever that was. Did you, were you able to see that video? I, I did not see that video. Um, I, I am very cautious what I watch as far as propaganda. Um, but uh, I, I think I have uh a pretty good handle on where, why, and where things are where they're at. And no, I I didn't take time to watch that one. Well, poor poor uh, poor President Biden, I guess, or resident Biden, as most people call him. He uh, he fell off his bicycle last night. I mean, fell over just like a tree. It was the most bizarre thing. Uh, I can send you the clip if you'd like. He was bicycling, supposed to be getting exercise, exercise. But I was making okay. as a joke as if he was riding his bike to save gas because gas prices are so high. But yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's, 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 I mean, obviously you feel bad for elderly people. I mean, you don't want to see them fall and get hurt, but, uh, Joe Biden's not a good guy. And we know that we're Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate that he fell. That's true. Yeah. But, uh, but what are, what, what are your top three issues or what do you believe the top three issues are in the 82nd district? You know, um, as of today, what's on people's minds, and, and that's what I'm listening to. Um, some of them would be uh, something that that position would influence, but, you know, inflation is a big thing on people's mind. That's a federal issue, but tied to that is government spending. So, obviously, why spending at the state level is important also. You know, the other thing after the past two years uh, – medical mandates, uh, mask mandates, um, things that are forced out to our public institutions in schools, um, 
people are upset, uh, and in most cases, if not all cases, most of these decisions could be made better at a local level, and people are upset that they're getting engaged in school operations. And in the 82nd District, we've not only got terrific schools, but we got some really good school board members, too. Um, not that they're all perfect. None of us are perfect. But, um, you know, we, we've got great schools, but still people are upset over what they feel was an infringement. And I would agree in their medical rights and mask. Um, so that's that's at the top of the level. A lot of that has been addressed as far as eliminating the mask mandates and that. Um, I think it will probably keep rearing its ugly head from a federal standpoint. So I, I would like to tell you, hey, it's all going to be dealt with. And by the time uh, I could possibly be there in January, it will be a, a bit of our sorry uh, or unfortunate history. Um, probably another thing that's on people's minds, uh, you know, Workers or employee, employers are looking for employees. Um, everywhere we stop, we go, we visit, um, I don't know that I have met an employer yet that says, we need people. We need people that are trained, that have the skill set that we need to do the jobs that we have open. So some jobs... Uh, job training, um, job retention, anything we can do to keep our businesses healthy in Ohio, and that goes from regulatory issues to getting workers or employees uh, for these businesses so they can stay in Ohio, so they can stay in the 82nd district. And when I say stay here, I mean stay here be healthy and thrive, when the businesses are healthy and thrive, and when the employers uh, have good employees, the employees do well. When employees do well, they have families. Families do well. Um, there, there's just uh, so many things tied. You know, you say it's the economy, but there's a lot of things go into making a good, healthy economy. One of the other issues, and it comes in various forms, but you know, we when we pass legislation, you know, one of the first things I think we need to look at is it healthy for the family. Um, strong families make strong communities. Uh, strong communities, uh, there's just so many benefits of having a strong, vibrant community. But the base of that is, is strong, healthy families. So, you know, maybe we need, and maybe they're doing this, but you know, the thing you look at from the legislation, does it strengthen the family? Does it encroach in our freedom? Does it uh, preserve uh, our businesses? Um, that's a pretty broad answer, but uh, I think each of those is about equally important. You know, let's let's protect, protect our, our faith and our family and our freedoms. No, those are absolutely important in the state of Ohio, especially with things being so liberalized. And I also want to uh, mention, you, you talked a lot about uh, cutting spending and not once about tax cuts, which is awesome because I feel like a lot of Republicans nowadays talk about tax cuts and not less spending because, in my opinion, the problem is less spending. Obviously, it's a federal problem. 
uh, obviously a state problem too, but more of a federal problem than a state problem, and there's not much you can do about that. Uh, but no, th- yeah, cutting spending is very important. Uh, in, in your household budget, and uh, I, I know you're uh, looking at uh, possibly getting married, and I, I met your girlfriend the other evening, but you know, if you have, you're trying to operate your household, if you spend more than you make, if you don't manage your budget, um, you pay the cost, you lose your home, uh, you could possibly have have your car taken. Uh, you know, there's, you pay the price of not being frugal or not being budget-minded when it comes to spending. That's how you run your household. That's how our businesses have to operate. You know, our, our state has to balance their budget. And so they do do that. They don't run a deficit spending. Um, I'm thankful that's part of the Ohio Constitution, and, and our legislators have done that. When it comes to spending, um, in many cases, I don't think we have a tax collection issue. We have a spending issue. Um, I, I think that when we spend too much money and overreach what government should be spending it on, that's a problem for everybody. And unfortunately, though, on a federal level, um, we don't have people in place that are disciplined enough to say, look, let's quit spending more than we're collecting. And uh, eventually that, that issue is going to get us in some trouble. A hundred percent, because it just seems like inflation is rising. We're printing money like Venezuela, and our debt keeps rising. Uh, here's a question. Yeah, here's a, here's a question about taxes. Uh, obviously, you know the state of Ohio has a gas tax, roughly I think thirty nine percent. Whoever it may be, uh, the winner of the govern gov- gubernatorial election, would you work with them to repeal the state uh, gas tax? You know, the gas tax is, the whole price of of fuel, a very small part of it is taxes, but it still adds up. Part of, and when I say big picture, I'm not opposed to cutting any tax, but you need, or we, we need to look, what does that tax support? And in this case, case uh, gas tax goes down to our county engineer. It goes to our township trustees. It's how they maintain, maintain our township roads and our county roads and our state roads. I wouldn't, um, and this isn't a surprise, but building and maintaining a road with the cost, the increased cost of petroleum has went through the roof and it is really pinching our townships and that's where the rubber meets the road or, or that's the grassroots. Talk to a township trustee and they're painfully aware of money to maintain the roads. That comes from gas tax. So when you talk about eliminating the gas tax, okay, let's say we agree on eliminating the gas tax. Uh, If you talk to the township, where do they get the money then to maintain the roads? So you you can't separate cutting taxes 
with, okay, we'll cut the gas tax, but we're going to take money from here to help maintain the roads. Um, I'm not well enough versed to tell you where we could get the money from to help our township trustees maintain the roads, to help our county engineer maintain our county roads. I, I, I cannot answer that. So yeah, do I support that that gas tax cut? It certainly would help us as people who are paying gas, but I would have to dig deeper uh, and find out, is there another means to support the township trustee? And I don't know which, if you live on a township road or a county road, uh, but certainly the road you live on, you'd like to have it maintained. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and a lot of voters, I believe, understand that. But I think the main look, out, or look at this is just cutting it for the, for the time being because obviously gas is at a record high. And, uh, you know, it is roughly 37, 30, 30, I think it's 37 cents, but it's not like we're asking, you know, for it to be always cut. We can re-add it, you know, later on whenever these gas prices go down, if they ever go down. But I, I I totally understand your, your, uh, your answer there. Absolutely. And, And you know what, the frustrating thing here is, the answer to this problem probably is where the buck stops at the federal level. Open up the Keystone Pipeline project again. Absolutely. Let the oil companies uh, have flow of oil at market prices. You know, we, we haven't, and I've read this and I haven't dug deeper we haven't built a new oil refinery in the United States since the 70s. Um, you know, you're looking at 40 and 50 years ago. So there are some serious issues coming from the federal level that has to do with energy. And if we don't get those issues corrected, and I don't mean to make light of our gas tax in Ohio, but if we don't correct the federal issue, we can cut the gas tax to zero and we're still not going to solve the issue. So the, the issue is the bigger picture. And you asked earlier about voter turnout. Um, folks, we have national elections. National elections have consequences and we are living it right now. Uh, the consequence of an election. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Whether uh, believe, you believe it was stolen or not, uh, you are definitely feeling the pain, uh, the voters out there, the listeners, whether they believe it's vote or stolen or not, you're definitely feeling the pain at the exactly. pump for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a policy question that's kind of interesting or uh, in our district, obviously the 82nd district is uh, uh, solar and wind farms. What, what are your opinions on that? You know, <clears throat> When I get this asked, this question asked, but on a much less frequent basis than I ever anticipated, and 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, green energy was for the East and West Coast people that uh, wanted to have uh, the ability to say, hey, I'm buying my power from a wind turbine. Um that's not the case. I mean, you can't tell an electron from a wind turbine versus a coal electron. But 
Um, it was a, almost a feel-good thing. But the problem today that we need to focus on first gets right back to a national energy policy that gives us a strong national defense, that gives our industry a cheap energy source, and gives us the ability to compete and have the standard of living that we have grown used to. And part of that is fossil fuel. We, You know, the first part of energy discussion ought to be baseload. Uh, baseload electricity um, comes from nuclear, comes from coal, and it comes from hydro, it, which is green energy, it, and it comes from the uh, uh, peaking plants or the natural gas plants. Uh, those are baseloads. We haven't built new baseload production uh, other than natural gas plants. Uh, we are going to wake up I think someday, and we're going to have rolling brownouts, blackouts, whatever you want to call them. And I'm not opposed to green energy, but it has to be kept in balance. And certainly uh, wind turbines uh, have been a, uh, a part of Paulding County. Part of what makes it work there is low population density. There's not a large... Uh, uh, resident, I mean, we're 18 to 19,000 people in Paulding County, so there's there's less people that live around them. Um, they're not going to put wind turbines in the center of New York, you know, in New York City. In some cases, I'd like to tell them when they want their green energy mandates, that's fine, but you take the wind turbines in the city of New York. Well, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I'm about consumer choice. Uh, let the consumers decide, not a mandate coming from Washington. And cheap energy has made the United States of America an industrial giant. It has raised their standard of living. And we, we need to concentrate and focus on baseload and bringing baseload uh, back to the forefront. You can't have uh, plants that were designed for a 40-year life, and now they extend them to 60 years, and now they design them to uh, or put them to an 80-year life. Um, we need to we need to think about this. And uh, last I checked, uh, Sam, do you control the wind? No, no, I haven't figured that one out now, yet. Yeah, so you and I don't control the wind, so it's very difficult to say that wind turbines are baseload, and, and that's a, that is a problem. Um, I, I think it's being looked at wrong. I'm not against consumer choice of somebody wanting to feel good and say their energy comes from a wind turbine, um, but we, we need to be more concerned about baseload. And as far as solar panels, uh, we discussed earlier in the interview, um, I'm a farmer. Um, maybe there's places to put wind uh, to put solar panels that isn't productive farm ground that's sort of painful me for me to watch uh, good farm ground get a solar panel on it mm -hmm. but then you try to balance that and I don't know where the balance is because if you own a farm Sam and you pay taxes on taxes on it for 20 years and whether you want to build a bicycle factory or put solar panels on it, that gets into land use, and boy, uh, 
that's a tough decision. Um, I don't think bureaucrats ought to be making it, but it's, it's more of a local decision. And uh, there, there's a fine line there between mandates and, and uh, uh, land use and what's long-term good for our country. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that question. And uh, if you don't mind, one more question here. I know you got a tight schedule, but uh, uh, this Pride Month, we've been seeing a lot of drag queen story times, parades, uh, taking over a lot of the youth, teachers showing full support of the Pride and kind of other woke ideologies. Uh, what are your thoughts on House Bill 616? And uh, do you believe that there's a place for politics like this or any type of politics in the classroom? And I would like to just mention, uh, sadly, in our count, or my county, Defiance County, there will be a drag queen show at the Westwood Saloon uh, in Defiance. And, it, and on the flyer, Roy, it says, Youth Friendly. And this is at 7 o'clock. So, but uh, go ahead and please. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar and have not read House Bill uh, 616, so I... I really can't comment on that. You know, part of America or United States, I should say, is is a freedom of choice and a freedom to uh, make a decision for yourself. You know, these woke ideologies, they they do a little bit, uh, they do a disservice. Um, In many cases, it seems like there are groups that want special treatment or groups that um, want an exclusion to uh, the standards or the, the things that uh, everyone else is required to abide by. So I, I get very uh, uncomfortable thinking that there is any group that should have special treatment. And when I think about education, you know, what happened to reading, writing, and arithmetic. Boom. Why don't we why don't we start there and get that perfected because it's not perfected? And why don't we let the uh, moral standard issues why don't we let the parents take care of that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get a little uncomfortable when uh, people think the school should be teaching moral issues. Uh, I, I don't think it's a place. I think it's the parents' place, and uh, I, I don't know if that's a real clear answer. But obviously, strong families, strong family values, is something that will make and keep the 82nd district strong, and something that will uh, teach us to raise good, upstanding citizens. So, when it comes to this issue, keep it out of the school. Why don't we uh, focus on uh, reading? writing and arithmetic. Oh, wow. Wonderful answer. That's uh, that's something you don't hear a lot of candidates talk about anymore. It's usually, you know, something broader. You got to get into college and go do something or something like that. So great answer. Um, Roy, thank you. thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything that you'd like to finish off saying uh, for the listeners? And also to please let the listeners know where they can uh, find maybe your website, uh, social media, anything else where they can donate, et cetera. Uh, it is Roy, R-O-Y, Kloppenstein.com, and there are links there to Facebook and uh, uh, where I stand on uh, issues, and you can read about me there. 
uh, you obviously can uh, send an email to me at Roy at RoyKloffenstein.com. My phone number is no secret, as you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, probably the most important thing is we have an August 2nd primary. This is a representative democracy. You as a citizen have a uh, duty to educate yourself and vote. And if you're unwilling to accept that responsibility of educating yourself and voting, I sure hope you don't want to complain down the road. Yeah. But vote August 2nd, educate yourself, and then we have a November election coming up. And we live in one of the, I, I'm biased here, one of the greatest districts in the state of Ohio, the 82nd. Oh. We live in one of the greatest states in the Union, and that's Ohio. Or we wouldn't be and here. we have, yeah, exactly, and, and we have been blessed to be born and, and live in the United States of America. We have a responsibility, folks, and, and that's educate ourselves, get out and vote. That's a great message, Roy. Educate and get out and vote. That's exactly what the population of the 82nd District needs to do. Absolutely. Roy Kloppenstein, Commissioner from Paulding County and State Representative Candidate from the 82nd District of Ohio. Thank you so much for coming on. It was an honor, and uh, hopefully we're able to have you back on for November's election while we're taking down the Democrat Party. I I appreciate that. appreciate you uh, getting the message out, and, uh, uh, you know, let's just count our blessings that where we were born, and let's accept the responsibility of educating, and voting. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, Roy, for coming on, and uh, hope to see you soon, okay? Yep, take care. Thank yep. you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was uh, County Commissioner Roy Kloppenstein. Awesome interview. Awesome interview. A lot of good content. Now I'm very excited to announce, hopefully we'll be having on his opponent, Ted Penner, the lawyer from Defiance, as he's also running for state representative. We'll have a show tomorrow talking about some key issues. President Biden falling off his bike. COVID-19 vaccines being certified or verified or however you want to put it to be able to be injected into, I think it's infants now. Uh, We'll bring up that information tomorrow. But more stuff on globalism, more stuff on what's going on in this crazy, hectic world of ours. But thank you again, Roy, for coming on the show. Uh, We're going to go ahead and end this show with, obviously, the prayer of the day. We need to keep the prayer of the day alive. We need to keep doing it on the show. Please keep opening your Bible, uh, reaching out to God, and getting other people to reach out to Christ. When I consider, uh, this is Palms, chapter 8. Verse 3 and 4, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, which is man, that you are mindful of him, the son of man, that you care for him. That's Psalms 8, 3, and 4. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this interview. I hope to see you next time. God bless you guys. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Take care. Peace out.
This is The Samuel Maguire Show on Red Future Radio.